Welcome. Welcome. You are listening to Ripe and Ruin, the podcast about the highs and lows of life. I am your host, Megan Ely Benno, and today is all about joy. More specifically, what hinders our joy, how we can find joy, and in my opinion, most importantly, how we can keep that joy once we find it. I know this episode is so very late. However, I won't apologize (laughs) because I was spending that time being more productive than I have been in what seems like months. And it felt really, really good to finally get so many things done that I've been meaning to get done and have just been far too distracted or far too exhausted. And so I was taking full advantage of that time that I was not distracted and not exhausted. And I got so many things done. I feel so much better. I've been working in my living room from my couch for the longest, even though I have a full setup in my bedroom. I have a full office setup, dual screens and everything. So I have everything that I need in my bedroom, but it's just more comfortable in the living room. But what I didn't consider is it made me far less productive when I was in my living room. So on a whim, a couple of weeks ago, I just decided to move everything back into my home office or decided to work from my home office again. And it actually did wonders for my focus. And it cut back on my mindless snacking and all of the distractions that I had in the living room were no longer an issue because they were kind of out of sight, out of mind. And so it ultimately kept me in this constant productive mindset that I didn't think was even possible, especially considering I have ADHD. So this has been wonderful for me. Huge fan. I'll be doing it every day for the rest of my life because I have a feeling I absolutely will be working in some capacity for the rest of my life. But that's another episode for another day. Um, On that note, let's dive into the episode. So of course, you know, last episode was about the 2020s. And how these times that we're in have ultimately acted as just this major hindrance to our joy. I made clear that whatever you're doing to survive these uncertain times is most definitely enough as they are unprecedented. However, I don't want to just survive. (laughs) I don't want you to just survive. I remember what it was like to thrive in my life. And I want to thrive again. I remember what it was like to feel joyful and I want to feel joyful again. And so coming up with this topic of today's episode was rather easy because this has been something that's been weighing on my mind for years, even prior to the pandemic. So I just wanted to dive in to this subject because I think it's on, at least in the back of our minds, universally, just with everyone? How can we find joy during these uncertain and unprecedented times? And I think we tend to forget that we most definitely still had trouble finding joy prior to these times, to the most recent years. We still confided in each other about troubles in our relationships or adjusting to adult life or parenting, etc. But those issues don't seem as bad when we're still facing those issues in addition to the pandemic, environmental destruction, 
severe inflation, price gouging, deteriorating health, etc. So as I began to look introspectively on these things in the past couple of weeks, I tried to think back to a time when I experienced true and pure joy. And I landed in my early childhood to around the age range of four to 10 years old. And although I had the usual childhood problems, like wanting more independence, for instance, or being included in whatever activities my brothers were doing, or wanting a little sister because I just had three brothers at the time. It was still the last time in my life that I remember consistent long-term joy. So I dove in further and tried to dissect why that was. What was it about my childhood that made me so joyful? And what I quickly realized is it was the sense of wonder. It was the newness of everything. It was being allowed to have an active imagination and explore it to my liking because that's what kids did. And after all, I myself was a kid. And so I was able to explore those creative outlets without judgment or without having to worry about what people thought because everyone my age was doing the same thing. We were playing pretend. We were diving into our imaginations. We were reading fantastical and, and whimsical stories. We weren't reading self-help books. There were so many things that I could do as a kid without being judged. I could sprint around the front yard playing with bubbles. I could try and find the pretty rocks and minnows in the creek in the backyard. I could spin around really fast and fall from feeling dizzy. I could act out entire complex scenarios with my Barbie dolls. I flew kites. I played with my princess wishing star. I decorated and organized my trapper keeper with the bunnies on the front. I climbed the pear trees in the backyard that my grandfather planted decades before. I started clubs with my friends in the neighborhood. I had cartwheel and splits contests with the older girls on my street. I listened to 90s R&B alongside the music from my parents' most joyful times in their lives. So I, most of my time was being spent joyful. Most of my, what I was investing my time in was in joyful things. So what happened? Why did those things suddenly come to an end? Why did that joy and wonder come to an end? My, my imagination is still very active to a fault. <laughs> to this day, I have elaborate daydreams that make this world seem like Mordor. <laughs> okay. In my mind, I still run through those fields of grass. I still climb trees. I still visit the Indianapolis Museum of Art and look at the fountain with the three strong men holding large vases on their shoulders. And I still watch the water stream out of them. I still see them at the same height and size as I remember as a child. So ultimately, I couldn't figure out how to resurface that joy. I couldn't figure out how to just recreate that wonder. So what I ended up doing as I was thinking through all of this is I just left it to be just a wonderful time in my life that is now in the past. 
so I basically succumbed to adulthood. Like, yes, that was the last time I was joyful. Maybe joyfulness is for children. Maybe adults aren't meant to access that level of joy. But fast forward to my daily consumption of TikTok videos. <laughs> I saw a grown adult woman unboxing this children's toy that was a little cauldron and a magic wand. And the colors were very similar to the Princess Wishing Star I had growing up. A lot of pink, a lot of sparkliness. Okay, so I immediately was drawn to it. And one by one, she opened these small numbered packages, added them to the cauldron, fog seeped out of the cauldron, and she tapped the wand on the side of the cauldron three times and poof, there was this dragon-like stuffed animal suddenly appearing at the bottom of the cauldron. And so I was enthralled. <laughs> I was fascinated, absolutely fascinated. I said to myself out loud that I wanted that toy. I said that I wished that I could have that toy. I wish I could have that exact toy. And then it dawned on me, why couldn't I buy one? What was stopping me? What other people would think? There I found my answer. That's exactly what it was. That is exactly why the wonder ended. That is exactly why the joy ended. Society, people who didn't have the slightest idea about who I was dictated that when I reached a certain age, I needed to start caring about things like planning weddings or raising children of my own, finding a well-paying job and sacrificing the rest of my life to the machine <laughs> that is American adulthood. And so in that very moment, I knew where to start in finding my joy again. I was going to do all of the things that made me happy as a child and all of the things I wanted to do as a child that I never had the chance to do. I was going to buy all of the toys, journals, gel pens, books that made me happy as a child and all of the toys that I was never able to possess. Of course, without becoming a full-blown hoarder. <laughs> my rule of thumb for my home is if something is coming in, something else has to go out. It's kept me sane over the years. It's a, that's a free gem for you. <laughs> but my first purchase was Magic Mixies. It was that potions toy. And it was worth every penny. It accomplished what I needed it to accomplish. And that was bringing me that pure and innocent joy that I remember from my childhood. I posted the experience to Instagram and was very much laughed at it <laughs> by some, by some. I was very much laughed at, but others reached out and said they wanted to buy the toy too and experience that same joy that they were witnessing right in front of their face. I personally, I think that toy companies would make a larger killing if they released commercials aiming at kids of the 90s, <laughs> like grown adults. 
Because I, I don't know how many adults I know bought their kids a toy for Christmas or their birthday, knowing full well they were buying that toy for themselves under the disguise of buying it for their kids. Kids these days want their iPads. They want electronic gadgets. So whenever I see any adult buying their kid actual toys, they're lying. And I know that they want to play with that toy themselves. I know. I know for beyond the shadow of a doubt. So why do we have to use children in our life as an excuse? Oh, I'm just buying this toy for, for little Bobby. No, why can't we just say out loud, I'm buying this toy for me because it looks fun. I'm rolling down these hills, these grassy hills in the summertime because I want to do it. It looks fun. I'm blowing bubbles out of my window because it is fun. I'm flying this kite because it is fun. I don't know why. We just stopped doing those joyful things simply because we wanted to follow some kind of imaginary status quo. We wanted to follow what all of the other adults were doing. So we got our jobs. We had our kids. We, we got married. But in reality, Everything that has made us joyful as children, everything that made us joyful as children still brings us joy as adults. That's what nostalgia is. That is why Nickelodeon was able to re-release all that in the Keenan and Kel show and so on and so forth and make a killing because we did not stop liking those shows. We still find those shows funny. I still watch SpongeBob after I watch a scary movie every single time. I watch SpongeBob to this day. I watch SpongeBob and I can quote SpongeBob. And there is nothing to be ashamed of about that. Not in my opinion. And you shouldn't be ashamed of it either. It shouldn't be in your opinion either. Whatever feelings that you've had that have kept you from reliving your childhood joy every day of your life, what work you need to do going forward is getting rid of whatever that is. Getting rid of whatever is making you feel ashamed of wanting to feel like a child again. Because that is where the healing starts. That is where finding joy begins. But you may be saying to yourself, Megan, I appreciate the effort, but there is no possible way that that is sustainable. There is no possible way that I can just keep buying toys. There is no possible way that I can duplicate all the experiences from my childhood. It's just not possible. I understand. That was about finding your joy again. Now we move on to what can you do to keep your joy? What can you do to sustain joy for the rest of your life? And as I was thinking of this aspect of the episode... I decided to do an experiment. I decided to clock every moment of joy that I felt throughout the day to see if it added up to any level of significance. What I found is that nearly every moment of my day is joyful. I just ignore those feelings of joy. I take those moments for granted. I don't center myself in those moments. I don't choose to be present 
in those moments. And I'll give you a perfect example. When I get ready for the day, after I get dressed, I go throughout my apartment and I open every curtain and raise every set of blinds and just have all of the light from the day stream in. And that has become so routine for me that I didn't realize that that small moment where I'm opening these curtains is a boost of adrenaline. And so when I was trying this experiment, I realized for the first time, this is a moment of joy that I've been ignoring. And so every day this week, when I went to open the curtains, I decided to stay still for just a little bit and smile and appreciate the sun rising over the trees across the street. Appreciate the people of my neighborhood going about their daily routines, walking to the store or warming up their car or the barbers arriving at the barbershop downstairs, getting ready for the day, exchanging pleasantries. I decided to stay present and appreciate that moment. And then when I continued on to my day, Almost the very next moment, I went back into my bedroom, I wished my husband a good morning, and I gave him a good morning kiss, and that provided an even bigger rush of adrenaline, or of endorphins, I should say. Made me feel all sparkly, made me feel all all tingly in the brain. And typically every morning, I give him a quick kiss, and I go about my day. But I am not present as much as I can be in that moment. And so I decided to close my eyes and smile and really appreciate the good morning kiss that I have with my husband. And then the very next moment, I go into the kitchen to make me and my husband our morning cups of coffee. And I decided to stand still and inhale a big, deep smell of the morning coffee because it smells so good. And I always make a back of the mind note of that in the morning. I go, I love the smell of coffee, but I never really stand there and take it in and feel present in that moment. And then when the coffee was done and I was pouring in the creamer in each of our cups, I loved how the dark brown of the coffee swirled into light brown with the creamer. And when I stirred the coffee, I loved how it made a little funnel. And I recognized in that moment, I've always loved that aspect of making coffee, but I never centered myself in that moment. I never chose to be present in that moment. And so I decided to be present and I smiled. And so I brought my husband his coffee. I began drinking mine. I turned on my work computer for the day and I pulled back my work chair and I clocked another moment. I loved the way that the wheels sounded rolling back on the hardwood. So just in that short, maybe even just a couple of minutes of my day, I just clocked four or five moments of joy in just a couple of minutes. And what happened is as I continued to do that through my day, my heart just started to fill up and I became so incredibly grateful for the life I was already living. And the epiphany was 
I don't need much. I don't need to go on this enormous quest to find joy. I already have it in everything, no matter what issues I'm going through at the time, no matter how sad I have been, no matter how much I'm missing past loved ones, no matter how stressed I am at work, regardless of what I am going through, I still have these moments of joy that I've been ignoring. And I've unfortunately been giving the negative moments so much of my energy. I've been giving my grief so much of my time and energy. I've been giving my stress so much of my time and energy. When my joy has been ever present in nearly every second of my life, there is a moment of joy. Whenever you listen to music while you're working, be present in the song you're listening to and don't just have it as background noise. When you check something off the list at work, be present in how good that feels to get something done. When you're off of work, be present in that feeling that you're no longer working. (laughs) Because we ignore that quite a bit as well. And we just get on with the rest of our day. There are so many small moments of joy that we've been ignoring our entire lives. My advice for everyone listening to this episode is to clock your joy. I almost want to make that a t-shirt. Clock your joy. Start paying attention to every moment in your life that brings you joy. Write it down if it helps you. Keep a notebook near you as you go throughout your day. And as you notice something that brings you joy, write it down. Read it at the end of the day so that you know the next day to stay present in those moments. If you write down... I like hearing the sound of water pouring into my water bottle. Mark it down. And then the next day when you're pouring water into your water bottle, stop and listen and smile and collect those moments. When you're spending time with your family, collect every moment of that that brings you joy. Because as someone who has lost far too many people in my own life, what I know is that what you start to remember are all of the moments that you took for granted. What you start to wish for is not one big memory. What you start to wish for is just five more minutes with that person just being present. So start appreciating the joy that others are are already in your life are giving you. Start appreciating the moments that your family has that brings you joy. Start appreciating the conversations that you have over the phone that make you laugh. Start appreciating when you're taking in your morning social media. Start appreciating the posts that make you smile. But what I've found in this journey of finding my joy and keeping my joy is that I need social media a lot less. I look at my phone a lot less when I am present. I start seeking out instead music or books or my journal. I think because we take so many moments for granted, it's just easy for us to pick up our phones and try and find something that makes us happy or makes us joyful. But I guarantee you, the relationship with your phone will change quite drastically. 
when you choose joy instead, when you choose to be present instead. I am most excited about this episode than I've ever been on any of my previous episodes because I honestly want to know how this goes for you. (laughs) If you decide to try this out, please tell me about it. Please tell me if it makes a difference in your life. Please tell me, just tell me those little moments that bring you joy. I love reading about them. There was actually a movie that did something similar. The narrator actually announced or narrated what moments in each character's life brought them joy. It's called Amelie. If you ever want to watch it, please do. It's such a joyful movie. It just gives you such a happy feeling inside. By the end of the movie, you just feel so happy. So if you have never seen Amelie, please watch it. Enjoy your lives. Love what you have. Find joy in what you have. And watch your joy grow. I am Megan Ely Benno. Take care of yourself.